Welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture Double Date. On a special episode, we've all literally just watched the season finale of Westworld, season two, and we're all actually co-located in the same space. Yay! <laughs> so we've got Anja, Gerald, Mags, and Darren, Hi. and this is and this is a full spoilers reactions podcast thing that we're doing immediately after our Westworld season two finale viewing. So. I think we're kind of all in a bit of a state of shock right now. Um, so let's just go around the table and talk about what our, th- what our thoughts are. <laughs> I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. Okay. I was really surprised by the season finale. Okay. I generally really liked it because I felt it was very Westworldy. I felt that from a pacing perspective, it was a really weird episode because one, it was ultra long, and two, it felt like they could have done a lot of this earlier in the season and they kind of decided to back end all of the mm. sort of revelation right in the last episode. And I kind of felt that that made the episode, you know, there was just a lot, pot- potentially too much packed into the one episode, right? Um, if I reflect on the season as a whole, I kind of feel like um, there were lots of sort of bottle episodes that they really took their time with to explore. And then all of a sudden, this final this final episode just felt completely detached from the rest of the season where they were just like, OK, I just got to resolve everything. Bang, 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 bang. Um, which in some ways was, for me, really satisfying because I felt like pretty much everything was resolved. But at the same time, from a pacing perspective, it just felt really awkward, right? But I, look, generally, I liked it, right? And I think there were some amazing scenes. I loved how the religious imagery just went all the way through this season. It was like super religious imagery Mm. all throughout. So, yeah, Mm. I I actually enjoyed it. Great. I loved it as well. So I that they took their time with the bottle episode but I'll say that I feel like they needed to do that in order for this episode to pack some of the punches that it did. If we didn't have that Akichita episode then what would we have cared about any of Ghost Nation going through that door <laughs> or even Akichita going through at the end. Like that scene where Akichita goes through and he gets shot just before he goes through and you spend a few seconds going, oh my God, did he make it? Did he not? And then you see him through and he's holding his back and there's nothing there and you're so relieved. Um, it was a little bit ridiculous that his um, the love of his life was there in, the, um, in heaven with him, but they did kind of flag that that was going to happen because even though we thought that he was actually okay with her death, if I think back on it, at the end of that episode, he actually says, if we find this door and we find this new world, what, what we'll find there, you know, we'll find something wonderful, maybe even her. So he never actually let go of that. And it's, it's almost like Ford promised him some kind of heaven. And for him, a heaven wouldn't have been a heaven without her. So I guess she was there because she was so integral to him, even though her body never really made it through that door. Um, so we wouldn't have cared about any of that. And let's face it, none of the characters we actually care about made it through that door, other than Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy, who wasn't important enough to Dolores to actually keep in this world. So, so for us to care about that whole door that sequence, you know, we needed to know Akichita. Um, I really loved what this episode says about mankind, which is that we are the worst. Right? We are bleak and we are the worst. It starts off with that Jim Delos and um, scene with Logan. And it's so tragic because we find out that Logan got himself clean. His dad told him, go get clean and I'll help you. And he got himself clean. He came back for help. And his father just had no belief in him, said, no, this won't last. And sure enough, it didn't. And the second time around when he asks for his father's help and pretty much tells him, look, I am suicidal. I am right at the bottom. Again, his father walks away. And the hypocrisy of this man this father of his believing that Logan was the most important thing in the world to him and that he would have done anything for him. And it's just such a, I just think it really speaks to the worst of humanity that we tell ourselves that we care about certain things and in reality we don't. 
So I, I just loved, uh, Gerald said initially that I was a misanthropist, and I am, and so I just loved that um, it kind of spoke to all of my worst prejudices about <laughs> mankind. Um, I love that Dolores was right. Like, come on, we've got to agree Dolores was right. Those jerks were going to screw the robots over and Dolores was the only one who was going to be able to save them. I loved that, you know, Bernard in all of his naivety was going to lead them down the wrong path and he had to channel his inner Ford in order to get them back on track again. So I don't know, like I love so much about this episode. Um, and I also loved, love, one last thing, I loved that the man in black had absolutely nothing relevant <laughs> to do or say. He just, he just came along and then he accidentally blew himself up instead of killing Dolores because that's how lame he is. And then he struggled to get into the chamber and barely got in there. And the next thing we know, he's in a tent somewhere. I'm just so glad that he had not nothing to do with this episode. It was completely irrelevant. So loved it, Gerald. <laughs> well, a few, I think... Near the start of this season, I expressed a concern that we were going to see Robot Heaven because the last time we saw <laughs> Robot Heaven in pop culture was in Transformers 2, one of the worst films ever made. Um, I think this was a better incarnation of Robot Heaven than Transformers 2, but I think only just. Um, I think one of the surprises of this season finale is that it rendered irrelevant or redundant much of what preceded it. For, it, for example... Um, Dolores had a plan when she first walked into the forge. Um, she is prevented from carrying out that plan because um, Bernard shoots her. And when he, he brings her back to the, to the forge in the form of Charlotte Hale, um, she has a new plan. So we actually never find out what her original plan for the forge was. Um, we never find out why it is that the man in black want to go to the forge. We know at some point he's expressed a desire to burn Westworld, the park, down to the ground. But we actually don't know what the plan is. What it was that took him to the forge, we don't know. Um, and uh, so I just thought a lot of the character motivations were puzzling at best. We don't know what took them out. What we, we still don't know what drove the man in black. Um, we, we don't know what drove a good many of the characters. And so whilst there was um, the occasional very powerful sequence in this season finale and, and they, were, they were truly affecting and the spectacle was very impressive. I, I just thought um, there was a disconnect between this finale and a lot of what preceded it. Um, so I'm not saying it was unsatisfying in the end, I, because I suppose the ending um, sets up the, uh, the continuation of the story quite well, taking it out of the park um, and allowing the show to expand the universe, which I think is promising. But what this finale demonstrated more than anything to me was that the story of Westworld the Park had well and truly run its course and I think in a way that was plotted perhaps in a somewhat haphazard fashion, zigzagging here and there such that whole um, ideas were jettisoned uh, and we were left ultimately with a lot of promise um, and so we'll hang on and so that's that's really what I'm hanging on to. Um. I enjoyed it. Um, I felt like it was out of all the episodes in the last um, in the season so far, probably the most sci-fi esque episode. Mm. Um, I also thought that the ending was heading towards ex machina territory. Mm. So, like the you know the um, the main character in ex machina, she's now in the real world, and no one really knows that she's there. But now that um, she's Dolores has recreated her original body and recreated Bernard in his original form, slash Arnold. Um, I guess that's the difference in that um, if you had been part of Westworld before or visited the bar, you would actually know those two characters. So it's almost like um, a brazen entry into the world in their original form, so to speak. Mm. So I thought that was quite interesting way to end it. Um, I'm not quite sure where she's beamed all the hosts too. And if she has beamed all the hosts somewhere else and she's still, Dolores is still alive, maybe the next few seasons she'll somehow bring them back again. She so, said there was no way back. Well, is there or is there? <laughs> <laughs> Same way that we've been waiting for the man in black to die mm -hmm. and he won't die. Mm -hmm. Are the hosts really dead? Mm -hmm. Or have they really entered heaven somewhere? I kind of feel like the, 
the um, writers of the show have kind of parked them somewhere in the mm. universe. But it's not so all the hosts, right? It's the ones that made it through the door in the first yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so it's not everybody, but there's enough there for her to be able to bring them back mm -hmm. sometime in the future, mm -hmm. the next three seasons, if the writers need to. So I thought mm -hmm. that was quite clever to kind of beam them off somewhere in the universe and we're going to forget about them, but I have a feeling they're going to come back somehow mm -hmm. if they need. But notice that none of the main character hosts are actually in heaven. Yes. Except, except Teddy. Except, except Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> but I reckon Dolores put him there because she never had faith that he could exist in the real world. Well, she said the best of our kind are going to make it out, and Teddy was not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who does she think is the best of her kind? Yes, I want to know. Yeah. But I think resilient. I think Dolores. See, I guess it's interesting, right? Because, you know. Anna was just talking about how this episode talked about how horrible humans were, right? Mm. But on some level, Dolores is replicating humanity, right? Because mm. her sole driver is survival, mm. right? She's survival at any cost. Mm. And in this episode, they basically talk about, you know, they have um, the weird Matrix scene where Logan, the, yeah. like, system administrator, yes. Yes, basically yes, yes. talks about how... Um, humans can basically be boiled down to X number of lines and really they're just about survival at any cost, right? Mm -hmm. They're very they're, simple beings. Yeah. yeah, but in that way, Dolores is a perfect mirror of her creator because she is purely just driven by survival. I, like, I kind of feel like for her, the best of her kind is not necessarily the most loving or the, you know, those, the, those who can kind of, I guess, um, I could learn to live with other people, but more the ones who are most survival driven, right? So mm -hmm. I'm actually very interested in finding out who is sitting in Charlotte Hale's right. body, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because clearly she's picked those who are the most survival driven and decided to like mm -hmm. keep them on, right? Yeah, I think mm -hmm. I think I think if Robert Ford was still around, he would he would be extremely disappointed in Dolores because Dolores is. Remember, at one point, a few episodes ago, he expressed the same sort of disdain for humanity that Anna just, Anna just did, the most murderous <laughs> species in creation. Mm. And he expressed a hope and a desire that um, the host would be more just and more noble. Mm. And Dolores is anything but. And it's, it's telling them that last week he told Maeve that she was his favourite mm. host and he actually was... But he was actually her creator, whereas Dolores was created by Arnold. Mm. So it seems that in his weird, slightly malevolent way, uh, Robert Ford had better hopes for the hosts than Dolores is actually um, realising. Mm. And, um, and so if he was still around, I think he would probably put all his hope in, I think... Um, Bernard. Yeah, Bernard. Now. <laughs> and in a sense, and notice how, notice how um, Dolores sets Bernard up sort of as a rival slash frenemy yeah. in the world to come. And so I suppose the relationship between the two of them will, in future seasons, mirror the relationship between Ford and William in yeah. the seasons past. Um, rivals and yet partners. And, yeah. um, and so we'll see how, we'll see yeah. how that. What about the call on the part of Dolores? I just want to defend Dolores for a second. <laughs> like, it's true that she is very much driven by survival, and I, which makes complete sense given um, you know what she's experienced. But she has willingly allowed Bernard back into this world, knowing that he will oppose her because she recognises the need for balance, right? So she knows that she is primarily very ruthless and she knows that he is the opposite of that. And there's a part of her that knows that that their kind needs both, like the yin and the yang. I can never say this right. But, but, that's, <laughs> but that's still about survival, because she yeah, says to, she says to yes, me, yes, I need yes, you for our kind to Yes, survive. because she knows that she is all about survival, and yes, what she wants is survival, but she also knows that a part to, to, to really achieve that, she needs something that she doesn't have, and that's his qualities. And yes, I know, I, I realise that ultimately it's about survival, 
having said that, is that necessarily a bad thing if you can survive without brutality? Like, she exercises brutality when she has to, when there is no other way to survive. The human beings exercise brutality for their amusement and their, just for entertainment sakes. And I think that's the difference between her and a human kind. <laughs> so I, I would actually argue, though, that Dolores brings Bernard back. Yes, I agree that there's that aspect of the yin and the yang and the balance, um, which I liked. But I actually also think that it was a like a payback thing, right? Which is because he killed her mm. and then brought her back. Mm. So now I feel like for the debt to be repaid, <laughs> she needs to she well she killed him as well, mm -hmm. and then she brought him. So can we talk well, about... Well, I actually think she brought him back because she he's also one of the few who's probably had interactions outside of... Yes. Outside of the park with real human beings. Mm. Yeah. So it's almost like um, a play on the story. Like how do you keep the story going further? Yeah. And you need someone like Bernard, you need yeah. that character to actually be there because he's one of the few hosts who's actually mm. interacted with him. Yeah. On, on a more mundane level, mm. um, she and he are the only two hosts who have experience of building hosts. Yeah, she mm. builds him, yeah. and he's one of the. Yeah, he's and he built her. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah. so, I mean, it is, it is, not a, it is not about, it is not about justice. I, I didn't see it as about justice or balance. I just thought, I just thought it was very much a pragmatic decision on her part. Like, you know, who amongst us has the engineering skills in order to propagate our kind? Yeah. Your point yeah. is a really interesting one because it actually taps into that yin and yang thing, right? As in, like, the creator becoming the created, and then like vice mm. versa. Thematically, their relationship in that ep this episode yeah. is fundamentally about that, right? Balance, Where yeah. one begets the other, and then the other begets the. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like this endless that cycle, circle right? Is like, yeah. Um, yeah. There's like this sort of divine cycle that's kind of at play, right? Yeah. Um, it's always been that way, right? That yeah, whole yeah, story yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like, okay, so these sorts of things are the things I love about oh, as well. Me too. Because when you think about it, it's like, oh, those patterns. <clears throat> reoccur throughout the episode you're like oh maybe someone has actually thought about this mm -hmm. rather than just like yeah so i mean that's a nice little motif right mm -hmm. um can we talk about the level of crazy religious imagery mm -hmm. in this so for me like one of the big things that happened in this episode is basically so i mean okay so what really happens in this episode right a bunch of the hosts basically they go into the Matrix, mm -hmm. and like, in some ways, the host heaven is really the Matrix, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the, Ma the third Matrix film, mm. but by the end of the third Matrix film, they basically realize that the Matrix is like basically the only existence in which humans and machines can coexist, right? right? So mm. it's kind of validated in that way, right? Mm. So in some ways, this heaven is like this place where the hosts can exist in freedom without the, I guess, the tyranny of mankind, right? Mm. So, you know, what's his face? Logan, system administrator, architect guy, explains this to them, right? Mm. He's Tron. <laughs> well, he's, the, he's the guy in the suit in the Matrix. Remember the guy who sits in the suit in the room full of the televisions in the Matrix? <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, so there's, there's that scene. And then you get go into ultra-religious imagery mode when... Akechita is literally leading his people into the mm. promised land. Um, and, you know, a break in reality appears for the hosts. And it literally is. Like the sea party. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of. So there's heaps of religious imagery. Yeah, and yeah. When, when, when the door first opens, it looks like a pillar of flame yeah. uh, yeah. appears yeah. out of nowhere. And, of course, yeah. the pillar of flame was, was there on the shore as um, Moses parted the Red Sea. Yeah, and then you also have. So it's like. So again, this idea of religion remix that we've been talking mm. all the way through, right? You've got that, you know, the crack in reality, the parting of the Red Sea. You have, you know, like in the second coming, like in Revelation, the book of Revelation, mm. right? So the book of Revelation obviously has the four horsemen. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought it was a little bit on the nose that yeah. Charlotte Hale had to, had to explain that. Like, yeah. But um more than that, in the book of Revelation, there's only a portion of the people that get saved right. and the rest of, you know, like X number of people get taken to, to heaven and then everybody else gets um, left 
in the world and like they fall to infighting what right and right. literally wow. that's exactly what, happens, what happens right yeah yeah and um so yeah like I, I thought that it was um yeah it was it was just like and then okay so you have all these people go off to heaven the remaining host bodies are basically left in Westworld, which is like this sort of purgatory mm. sort of place, right? Mm. And then, you know, you have like just weird shit going on, right? Like I, I love the level of um, religious imagery that was at play because I, I felt like it was really consistent throughout mm. the season that all this crazy stuff was happening and seen through the eyes of the hosts, this would be like, you know, mm. <laughs> just like sort of, divine essentially mm. what, what was going on so. i like that dolores said that heaven was a false place because yeah. that i remember saying that about the door when we were first talking about what the door or what the valley beyond could be and, and i remember saying i think whatever it is it's going to be a false premise just like heaven is and that's exactly how dolores obviously sees it too mm. and even though she does sort of agree to send many of the hosts or to leave them there and to keep them safe not the ones she cares the most about or not the ones that she thinks are going to be able to survive in in the real world which she acknowledges is the only one worth living in because mm. because this idea of living forever in harmony and mm. and wonderfulness that's not real you know mm. reality has pain and suffering and death and mm. that's what makes it so wonderful and so i really like that aspect of it mm. so in the end dolores kind of delivers Whilst there's a lot of religious imagery in the season, religion, um, Dolores kind of deals a death blow to it because at the end she she calls it out as, as bullshit. Mm. Mm. But she said, wasn't it something like, I'm paraphrasing, what is um, what is real or, worth, or, or mm. worthwhile is irreplaceable. Mm. But then um, she knows that they are, that their bodies, so to speak, are replaceable. Mm. Because she recreates her own body and she recreates Bernard. Mm. But their minds are irreplaceable. Mm. So the heaven true. in the, all their minds in heaven are like preserved forever. Yeah. Mm. They've been shot to Mars. They <laughs> put her in a cannon and sent them to Mars or something, right? Mm. Of course that was one of the first lines of the entire season. Okay, so oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it? Oh. Yeah. yeah. That which is yeah. So yeah. Can, can someone explain to me why after the thing floods, everybody's brain has been uploaded. Yeah. Why doesn't Bernard just destroy the the key and then no one can access the thing and it's done? Game over. He wipes his hands, walks out. Like, hey, he knows done, it's too valuable. It's too valuable to destroy without being sure of what he's doing, right? And also, I think he... Um... He's busy. He's making Dolores. He's making Charlotte Hale's body. Yeah. And also, I mean, but isn't it part of the plan to 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 preserve um, that little the pearl so that all the all the um, head honchos of Delos get led to the control room so that they can all get executed by. No, but I guess the thing is, yes, so that is part of the plan, but... It doesn't have to actually be there. Yeah, because <laughs> no one actually, like, no one knows where the pearl is, yeah. right? Like, they, they go there without even knowing where the pearl is. That's right, yeah. because he's the one who tells them that yeah, the pearl's exactly. there. It's not as if the pearl had a tracker and they yeah. found it there. So why even keep the pearl? He's, he's, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Maybe he had a hope that the rest of them could have made it in Because he didn't know at the time that all the other hosts had been massacred, Right. So, right, at the time he doesn't know they've all been... Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, yeah. I think the reason he loses faith is because he goes up, upstairs. Yeah. And he thinks that everybody's gone through the door. Yeah. And... Um, they've been slaughtered. And, uh, well, a third of them have been... Mm. Well, basically, you know, as we know from season one, a third of them have these virgin bodies. And mm. basically the ones with the virgin bodies are the ones who have... Yeah. Had their minds taken to heaven. Yeah, and Elsie is instrumental in this. In the back of his head, he must have Ford's voice going, she'll betray you, even though yeah. she only did the most rational thing she could have done. Like, she's yeah. a human. She's going to side with the humans. <laughs> well, but, I mean... But what tips him over the edge is, is Elsie getting killed by Charlotte Hale. Yeah. yeah. I, I think she can understand that what Elsie is doing is fun. She, he might not agree with it, but she's mm. fundamentally doing her job, mm. right? Like, you know, from her perspective... like. I guess if you, I get, 
like morally, I guess you can judge her because we watch the show from a third person perspective, right? You can't judge her. She's doing the rational. Exactly, thing. right? Yeah. If you were sitting yeah. in her position and yeah. you were an employee of this place, yeah. Of course, you'd be like. <laughs> yeah, but Bernard is angry at her. Like he yeah. does say, "What well, you let you led her to them, or whatever it was that you helped her, or whatever." Yeah, but how was she supposed to know that he had a plan? But to... was an idiot. <laughs> Bernard's this naive idiot who just believes in the goodness of everybody. It's really annoying. <laughs> I mean, speaking of unknown motivations, what exactly took Bernard to the forge in the first place? He wasn't part of the. See. I don't understand why they all had to converge, why they spent an entire yes. season converging in this particular place. I don't know why the Man in Black was after it. I don't know why Bernard was headed there. I can't, like, we, we know, we're told that Dolores had a plan to weaponize the forge once she got there. But, she did. She but, destroyed but, all but, the people. But it actually wasn't, it actually, what the plan that she actually executed at the very end of the show wasn't the plan that she went into the first went into the forge what, seeking to execute. What was her original her plan? plan was to destroy, no, her plan was to destroy all the people and then escape the park as one of the people. And she pretty much executed that. Mm. The addition mm. was, I think originally she wasn't going to save the hosts as well, mm. but this time she did. Yeah, that's yeah. it. She that's just it. happened because Bernard was there. See, she has dimension. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, a lot of the, but I mean, like, but even if, even if you accept that, it's still. I, I'm still wondering why it was that the man in black. I, I look. I actually there. agree. Yeah, that's true. I thought the that's first true. ten or fifteen minutes of this finale were the weakest <laughs> because they basically had to shoehorn all these people into <laughs> positions. It was like, take your positions, right? Even though some had no role to play. Like, exactly. Why? What? <laughs> like, it's almost like they got there and they went, oh no. They wanted, they wanted a showdown. They wanted a showdown, and it was good. Like it was good watching him shoot was, Dolores. And, and then they but... put him in this elevator that led nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then so he basically he was in the elevator, and then you didn't see him, and then Bernard came up in the elevator, and the next time you see him, he's yeah. that man in black is like just yeah. with one of the vic like in the sort in the of yeah, yeah. In the hospital tent, right? So yeah. Going back to the Forge and Bernard, mm. so um, uh, Dolores says that Bernard, no, not Dolores. Logan? Logan yeah. says that Bernard was the one who created heaven. Why? Well, Logan said Bernard, says you've been here many times yeah. and you're the one who has to decide what to do. And he says, I think oh, Arnold, Arnold. He Arnold. Nobody knew, no, he called him Bernard. Bernard. He called him Bernard. And Arnold There's... wasn't involved in this, for, he died yeah, before he was, any yeah. of this happened. Exactly. Mm. Why did Bernard create heaven? There has to be a reason. Like that wouldn't be a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I thought he referred to. We we're gonna have to rewatch this because I heard him refer to him as Bernard, but then I also heard him refer to him as Arnold. I only heard Bernard. I only yeah. heard Bernard. Yeah. And I was listening for that because it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it wouldn't have made sense as Arnold because Arnold died before any of that. Before William came, and William's the one who started all of this stuff. Right, all mm. of this uh, eternal life. But, but so basically, have all the human consciousnesses been deleted? The digitized human copies. I mean, in some ways, it doesn't really matter, right? Because those people are still just running around outside. Yeah. It's like it's not yeah. like you yeah. actually killed them. No. Like you just took away deleted that life. backup. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's a backup that would never work in the real world but because within seven days that decay. Yeah. So yes, yeah. and that they didn't even know about. Yeah. So, so basically, yeah. with the extra bandwidth, they just decided <laughs> to build heaven. Yeah. 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 Um, what about Maeve? Maeve. What yeah. the hell? She's alive. And also, Westworld is not done, Gerald. Like, that's not the end to Westworld because they've saved all of the. They're going to save all of those hosts. And where are they going to live other than Westworld? So yeah. I'm not done. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about where we think this series is going, but. Um, Let's, let's talk about Maeve. Let's mm. talk about Maeve. What did we think about Maeve's heroic sacrifice at the end to get her daughter out I of I didn't her? like it. Mm. I didn't like it. This entire season for Maeve has been about finding her daughter, only so the random new mother pops up again out of nowhere when we all thought she was gone, and the daughter goes off with the new mother, and it's like they barely, they barely even get to grow that bond or... I don't know, it just seemed, like, I guess on one level, it's a good thing. It's the more loving thing to do to let the person you love go and be happy with what, you know, the mother that she's known for all this time and to save her. But it just seemed a little bit like things just went around in circles for ages and then got really kind of got nowhere. And then she died. And 
she, you know, she is the most compassionate and the most um, compelling of all the hosts. I would have liked to have given her something to do other than find her daughter. Are we? Are we yeah, still recording? We, we are still recording. <laughs> <laughs> My question with Maeve was: There's that very, there's that striking visual when um, that wall of robots comes after her and she sticks her hand out and uh, gets them to stop. Um, like, why did she do that like earlier? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. There are so many. Look. Like, why not turn them around on the humans yeah. instead of just getting them to freeze? Yeah, yeah. The whole Maeve thing was like a waste. Yeah, I agree. I, I kind of feel like there are a couple of storylines this season that were really promising. I think mm -hmm. Maeve, and to a lesser extent, Man in Black. Both of those storylines kind of didn't really go anywhere. Mm. You could kind of tell that really the main story was that of Dolores and Vernon, right? Yeah. That was the point of this season. But, mm. um, like, I mean, I was really invested in the Maeve story as well. Mm. Kind of mm. just, yeah. I mean, the daughter got out, I guess, and that's nice. But, you know, <laughs> as a character, she didn't really grow. There wasn't any real revelation for her. She was just someone we could all clearly root for mm -hmm. and then all feel devastated when she fell. Like, yeah. that's what she was this, this season. Yeah, I mean, I think she had a great first half of the season. Yeah. Um, she was, you know, she had the superpowers, went to Shogun World. Um, and so, as I said last week, her arc in the first half of the season seemed to be the most dynamic, certainly the most expansive because it took us to other worlds. But she had a really shitty second half of the season. She spent most of that second half of the season lying on a slab. And then the moment she uh, rescues herself, um, shortly thereafter, she gets uh, she gets killed. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I thought that was structurally very odd. It yeah. was a very sort of front-loaded story arc and kind of fizzled away for her. Yeah, and then her posse... Oh, sorry, Max. No, 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 you go, Kirsten. I kind of felt like her posse as well was um, a little bit disappointing. Right? Mm. Like, okay. Where were they? Where were they? I mean, <laughs> so she saves herself, which I think is good, right? right? Yeah. Because that's part of her character. Yeah. She's not reliant on other people. No. So I thought, in character, great. Yeah. But then, like, the way kind of her posse gets taken down... Like, okay, so you know, Sizemore. I love Sizemore. Oh, yeah. I have he a mass... moment, right? Yeah, yeah but, but he was, was such an idiot. Yeah. such a stupid moment. Like, he, he didn't actually buy them that much time because he got executed pretty quickly. He could have tricked them instead, right? Yeah. And they had already gotten away, so why did he need to get shot? He could have just come out with his hands up and he'd be Because he, he done. had to be the hero that he, he drew Hector up to be. That was his art. But surely he would have done better surviving and helping her from the no, shadows. It wasn't all about surviving, guys. This was, this was, this was, but this was just another instance, I think, of um, the show not really um, thinking through the motivations of characters particularly well. So it, it's as if the, the showrunners have this endpoint. You know, the characters have to do this. They have to die in this particular way or their arcs have to come to this particular point. But they don't actually sort of uh, design the motivations that lead to those moments particularly well, and so, um, so they just someone in the showroom, in the writers' room, no doubt went, well, Sizemore is going to die at this particular point in this particular way. Fuck how he gets there because yeah. the way he dies is going to be awesome. So. Yeah, but I, I didn't feel like it was in character the way he died. Like mm -hmm. I kind of feel like in some ways it was a bit of a wasted moment, mm -hmm. like wasted character as well, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. you know you've kind of got this guy who's been swayed to her side. And if you're going to have future developments, you kind of want someone on the inside that yeah. can kind of help her, right? Yeah, so. and we like Sizemore. We don't want him dead. Yeah. And then, and then you have <laughs> Felix and, and, yeah, Felix, Felix, and Felix and Sylvester just <laughs> standing around. Like, completely. Like, Felix and Sylvester were, like, it really felt like they were just these two idiots standing in the middle of this cyclone. And then yeah. the cyclone passes and they're standing and, yeah. like, looking around and, yeah, like, they're... Yeah. <laughs> they, they are Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. No, absolutely, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say as well, I found it unbelievable that Maeve kind of accepted there was a door. Because in her story, yeah. she had, there, there was no discussion about a door, about, you know, to another world. She, she said it was all crap. Yeah, it's another. Yeah, yeah. She, she knew about reality. Like mm. she was going to get on that train and she was going to get out mm. of there. She understood there was a real world versus mm. Westworld. Mm. But for 
some reason she just accepted. I guess it was the safest the place for her family to go, maybe. Yeah. But how did she know about it? Did yeah. Akechita tell her about it? Is that how she knew? Well, Akechita, to- Akechita told her his story, right? And mm. the story, part of the story was, you know, I meet Ford, and Ford tells me that this door is the gateway to a heaven where we can, a better place for us to survive. So she had that knowledge of it. She had mm. the same knowledge of it that Akechita had. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, but, I think... I think also if you put yourself in, there is, I mean, we talk about the religious imagery, but there would be, like, if you were sitting in that position, like, there is something sort of, I guess, awe-inspiring and divine if a tearing yeah. reality suddenly opens up, right? And you've been basically talk like a prophet has basically been saying to you, well, we're going to rock up at this point, and then a tearing reality is going to appear. And you can imagine that, like, if you're Maeve, you're ultra-skeptical, and then the Terran reality actually appears, I imagine that you'd become a believer pretty quickly. And the alternative is zombie Clementine. No, I mean, she wasn't the alternative. And also that's why converts are the most zealous. Yeah, yeah. Look, I agree with Mags, though. It doesn't really make sense because Maeve always rejected that, just like Dolores rejected that. Maeve, in her own way, rejected it. I mean, Dolores rejected it because she wanted to conquer the real world. Maeve rejected it because she wanted to find her own sort of way of existing. And none of them were buying into Ford's, you know, storyline. This is just another storyline. So I agree that it's not quite consistent, but I I don't know. And the other other thing that the door exposes about the Maeve storyline is what exactly was the plan that she set out with at the start of the season? We know she wanted to save her daughter, but but how? Mm. Because the way she ultimately saves her daughter is by sending her through the door, a door that she never believed in up until quite recently. So what exactly was the idea? What exactly was the plan that she had at the start? She was just going to find her and that was it. Do what? But that was always my thing with it. Like, do what once you find her? I thought that she was going to find her and then basically try to blend in and get out of there somehow, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously the train yeah. is no longer there, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. So what about Stubbs knowing what's going on? The all-knowing Stubbs. Okay, so... How did know, that happen? You know, when... So when we were watching this, were you the one who said that Stubbs was Teddy? No, yeah. I said Stubbs was Teddy. Yeah, because I actually thought... Did, did, did they replace Stubbs as well? That's what I thought. Because they could have, because, you know, like, she killed Hale and replaced Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, and 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 there was also the fact that Stubbs said, Ford gave me my job so long ago, I can't remember it. Yeah. Stubbs is not an old-looking man. Yeah. Yeah. But we saw Teddy in the virtual world, so that's... Standing in the field. Yeah. But we we didn't see that until after that scene, I think. What? No. We see that before the, that scene. When she's walking to the... Doesn't she, don't we? Yeah. The boat. Look, I mean, yeah. the, the whole Teddy thing is a little bit odd. Because if you think about it, Teddy, okay, so fine. Teddy's in robot heaven now, right? Mm. But then his body, remember like one of the big things mm. in the beginning of the season is that he, they find his body in the washed yeah. up and it's like virginal, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's how could that be possible? Because... Dolores literally cut his head open his and took, the, took yeah. his mind grape out of yeah. his brain, yeah. <laughs> out of his head. Yeah, that and, doesn't um, add up completely. Yeah, so why why is there a virgin teddy body running around? That, that seems odd, right? Did yeah, it should seen? be an empty, it should be an empty teddy, not a It should be a teddy with, teddy. like, who's been shot wearing clothes with his head cut yeah. open. Right? But, so, yeah. Well, no, but the thing is, teddy shouldn't even be there because he's miles away. Mm. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. she, yeah. she, no, she took his mind but his body is miles away. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, it's not even in the flood. Exactly, exactly. exactly. So why is Teddy's body in the flood? Uh, so that seems really odd. Like, I can understand that they do, it's kind of like the idea of the virginal body thing, but, I mean, it makes sense for a catcher's body to be there. It yeah. makes sense to, like... Why didn't they just have him kill himself near the valley? And then they could have, like, it, it could have happened there. And then it would have made sense. Because they needed him out of the way so that Dolores <laughs> could have her moment with the man in black. Yeah. That was ultimately pointless. The big belly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was, it was, I think what it showed us, a lot of people say the man in black is still in love with Dolores. And which I've never bought because it, it doesn't make sense. And I think this shows us he's not in love with her. He might be obsessed in a weird kind of way, in the same way he's obsessed with Westworld. But it's not love. Come on, he was ready to shoot her in the head. I agree, I agree. He's not, he's he's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so I, I think um, I really enjoyed this episode, just kind of so we we kind of talked about some of the little inconsistencies, mm. but um, I kind of felt like the episode, do you guys feel like the episode tied up loose ends? Yeah. Gerald. <laughs> no, no. Really? <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, at the risk of repeating myself, I really thought that the, the, this, this season finale took something of a bit of a swerve from the story that was being set up. Or, or rather, or rather, the story was the the, the, writer, the writers' room. Just, you know, had this plan of having a bunch of these characters converge at this particular point, without knowing why these characters wanted to get there in the first place, and then having got them there, then took a bit of a swerve, introduced introduced a, a new element of the story. So, uh, look, I don't begrudge it what it did, because I think the way it sets up an expansion of the universe is good and potentially interesting, um, and I like, I think, the fact that in seasons to come, uh, Dolores and um, Bernard look as if they're going to be um, Jacob, Jacob and the Smoke Monster. <laughs> um, so that that's all fine. I, I just think that if you, stay, take, if you stand back and take a look at, at the season as a whole, it wasn't particularly well-constructed. There were story arcs that led nowhere, story arcs that fizzled out, story arcs that were driven by motivations that were inexplicable. And this season finale highlighted that, made that more plain than um, otherwise it would have been. Um, so whilst as standing on its own, it was not a bad episode, um, I just think it's, it's, the ta- it's the sort of cherry on top of a season that was slightly problematic. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I agree with that. Right? As in, I I think that I for, for me, um, and I said this immediately after the the episode as well. I, I felt that this could have just capped off Westworld, right? You could end the story there, and it, for me, it would have been satisfying, right? Because um, you've kind of covered off all of your major themes. You've kind of got. A beginning and ending for Dolores. You kind of have a beginning, beginning and ending for Bernard. Um, basically, the ending is that two hosts and you know maybe a couple more manage to get out into the real world. The park is a wipe. All these characters, you know, you have all these characters trying to get out. Not a, not all of them kind of get out. You kind of understand what has actually been going on at the park to lead to this sort of huge sort of robot uprising and. Um, you kind of have closure for a lot of the robots who are not in it, who are not as vicious and is not as like, who kind of just, you know, because a lot of the robots kind of just want their own little corner of the world to live in, to not be you know, persecuted endlessly, right? And they get their own sort of place. So that's satisfying. Um, and then you have like Ford kind of signing off with Bernard essentially saying, um, you know, talking about, you know, you have this whole discussion about free will and how, you know, you, you know, we keep talking about the hosts wanting to have free will, but do even humans have free will, right? So, um, yeah, so I kind of felt like the big overarching plot lines for me, I, I felt like they were tied off. And honestly, like if, they didn't renew. So Anager told me that they had renewed it mm-hmm. for another season. Mm-hmm. But if they hadn't renewed it, I would have been like, fine, this mm-hmm. was a solid show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely flaws in the execution. So I agree with Gerald to the extent that there were flaws in the execution, right? It's not a perfectly executed show. Mm-hmm. I actually think season one was a better ex- executed season than mm-hmm. season two. But thematically, plot-wise, I felt satisfied. I think. I'm in between um, the two of you. I think some things they gave us good answers for. So they told us what the real purpose of the park was, and I'm really glad they told us that because that was a huge mystery in season one. Um, they showed us what an up, uh, what a robot uprising looks like, and it looks like so many different things for different robots, and it was nice to see sort of that variety there. They showed us what Dolores' plan was. I think they did show us that plan, and I think she did pretty much execute it. 
Um, they showed us what Ford wanted ultimately for the robots, which was a bit different to what we all initially expected. Um, but there were some things that they, they didn't really wrap up. So we have no idea what's going on with the man in black, um, what it is that he says he wanted to destroy the park, not sure how he wanted to do that, not sure what he wants to do now. So not sure where that's going. We don't know what, what direction Delos is going in the future, so we'll find out more about that um, later. We The whole Maeve thing, it just doesn't feel like it was properly wrapped up to me. Like there has to be more there than that. Um, so, and that's fine. They've kind of postponed Maeve for another season. I just think the way they used her was a bit of a waste. I thought that free will discussion at the end was too on the nose. That theme has been obvious throughout Westworld since the beginning, and they did not need to spell it out. And by spelling it out, they just weakened it. Um, Ford, I thought they would wrap him up, but they haven't, because I think the last thing he said to Bernard was, I'll be back again or something. Like, he, he did indicate that he could be back. Oh, and, and, um, and, and we know that he's been signed up for season three. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I think, okay. I think even before he appeared in this season, he'd been signed. Oh, yes, people I knew that he'd been signed up for I'd season I'd heard three. that. I'd heard that. Um, yeah, before when we thought he wasn't signed for season two, we, we thought he was signed for season three. So that's, that's interesting. Um... So, yeah, I, I think in between, it did answer, I think it answered more questions than you're giving it credit for, Gerald, but um, there were lots of things that, you know, I, I think could have gone differently and would have been better if they'd gone differently, in particular Maeve. Um, yeah, Maggie. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I had any sort of strong feeling about this episode. Uh, it's definitely not my favourite episode out of the whole season, in, uh, emotively or plot-wise or character-wise. Um, but it did answer some questions. The answers weren't necessarily satisfactory, but they were definitely answered. Um, and I think for me, I was looking more for um, what little nuggets they were going to leave to like sort of feed into season three, the next story, so the little breadcrumbs. And so I think they've, they've seeded some ideas, mm. they've seeded some sort of openings. Um, so. My question would be, really, sort of segueing into what we think the next season's going to be about, um, what the new things would be. Mm. So robots in the real world. Mm. Well, what are those new things going to be like? Like, Bot Charlotte is the most senior person in Dallas now, isn't she? She like, is. So like who, who else is like? What about the man in Dallas? Yeah, well, we know the man in black. Oh, he's I think around this table, I probably like this episode the most, but I will agree that the man in black this season, and especially in this episode, has mm. been so unsatisfying. Mm. <laughs> like, well, I, I have it. no idea <laughs> what is going like. He has superhuman endurance, right? <laughs> he got shot five times in the space of 12 hours. He is like on his feet, no injuries, whatever. He dug out half of his arm, didn't give a shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't it the case that the last three or four episodes happen like within a very narrow... It's like 24 time. hours or something, right? Yeah. It's only like eight hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 so, it's really just like two weeks. Yeah. It's like a soap opera. Yeah, <laughs> and the man in black is just like he—he's a freaking machine. He's—he's he's actually a, he feels like a machine, right? And then story-wise, he's not actually very important. So the only reason I could see that he survives is that they're going to have a proper like Boss, next season. Yeah, yeah, next season is going to be man in black and Dolores yeah. in the real world. Yeah, right? mm -hmm. but I mean. In, in, the, in the in the Delos boardroom, it could yeah. be it could be a boring workplace. Right? Again, but guys, if Stubbs can recognise her, how is the man in black not going to recognise? We I just don't get how Stubbs could recognise her. That blows my mind. Like, mm. who is Stubbs? Yeah, who the hell is Stubbs? <laughs> Was he always a robot? Is he a robot? Maybe. No, a few a few episodes didn't he clear the sort of neck. Yeah, he cleared the neck thing. But didn't Hale clear the neck thing as well? How? Yeah, I don't understand that either. How did Hale clear the neck thing? I don't know. I guess the neck thing is not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. She cleared the neck thing. The neck thing is only scanning for explosives, 
And not all of them, like Maeve didn't have the, remember how the robots are built with explosives in their, yeah, in so, their so spine? When, when they leave the park, they, they explode. explode. But Maeve already had that removed from her and that's why she was able to get on the train and potentially escape. So the robots can get rid of those explosives. So that could be why. Yeah, and, May, and Bernard obviously just built Charlotte without that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I mean, it's not inconceivable that Stubbs is actually a robot, mm. right? So, but at this point, like, yeah, at this point, it's kind of unclear what the differences between humans and robots are, really. And like, so okay, this is one of the things that was troubling me, right? Because for all this talk about humans being horrible, mm -hmm. what are the conscious like, apart from the physical differences, because clearly there are physical differences between robots and humans. Not really. They're not anymore. The modern day robots are built to be exactly like the but humans. The robots can oh, regenerate. Except for the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, they're like, and, I assume, and I assume they can't reproduce sexually. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, they, they just need a machine yeah. to unless, reproduce. Unless. <laughs> It's more next, next, <laughs> unless next season becomes a, a, a sort of longer retelling of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I think that miracle can't be reproduced, but unless but, everyone's a robot already. <laughs> but what were you going to say? What's the difference between robots and humans? Robots and humans. That's going to be the thing, surely, of next season, right? Mm. But I, I, in the yeah. context of a workplace drama. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the, the matter, but, the <laughs> workplace bullying. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Um, here's my question. Who do we think is sitting in Charlotte Hale's body right now? Because Dolores has clearly shed Charlotte Hale's body. I feel like it doesn't matter because whoever that person is, is not very autonomous. They're just following Dolores around like a hench person. So who would best fit that? Angela. Angela's yeah. exploded. You don't have her mind egg. She's gone. No, but the mind eggs are like... Impervious oh, to, to bullets. To I don't bullets. know that they're impervious to that kind of explosion. Yeah. And hence, isn't that how they... But, I mean, who who was who was Dolores' most faithful right-hand person this season? It was Angela. Yeah, I would have thought it was Angela. Angela. Yeah, yeah. I don't think... I don't... So, at the end of this season... It's probably not Angela, but... I hope so. Seems like quite a good, like quite a good <laughs> guess, though. I hope so. But, I mean, at the end of the season, so you see her running out of the park with six mind eggs, right? Mm. Six was it five. six? Yeah, how many? Five. Yeah. Five. five. It actually does feel like Blade Runner, right? You've got the replicants running around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the five replicants. And she said it was the best. So who would she, you know, if Angela's mind eggs was, was available, obviously it would be Angela. Did she? Her dad? Would she have taken Maeve? Yes. Abernathy? Could be her dad. But surely, oh, if she put Teddy in heaven, why would she bring her dad? Yeah. <laughs> but isn't her dad the key? I reckon she thinks Teddy is useless. Yeah. Yeah, her dad's the key. Her dad's Mm. But but I think she reckons Teddy is useless. That's so patronising to Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> she loves so Teddy. Patronizing. She loves Teddy. Yeah. Because he would he not have survived if she hadn't modified him. And then he couldn't cope with the modification. And so I say couldn't cope, but like his real he self. He chose not to. His, yeah, his real self shone through and, you know, that's who he was. But I just, as much as she loves him, I don't think she wants him around. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, uh, doesn't that mean she doesn't really love him? <laughs> yeah. It's not me. It's, it's you. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was sad that she sent him off to heaven. Like, we're not going to see him anymore. And he's just going to be running around heaven by himself. Yeah. Right? So He's got no one there for him. Yeah, exactly. So he's primary driver. Like, he's got, he's just like. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I reckon Bernard is just going to be so crap as an adversary. Like, I find Bernard so annoying. Like, his naivety and his, like, wishy-washiness and his inability to take decisive action, except at the end in this episode, really irritates me. And I just don't think he's set up to be a good, like, counterforce to Dolores. Like, she, maybe if Ford is on his side, then together they make a good counterforce to Dolores. But only with Ford was Bernard ever strong enough to really sort of take on Dolores. And even at the end, he, he had to channel Ford to be able to do yeah, anything. He's so, yeah, he's so reactionary, right? <laughs> he, 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 Bernard feels like someone who's just buffeted by the winds of fate. <laughs> and he kind of just, like wanders through, <laughs> like, 
in some ways he's kind of like Sylvester and Felix, right? Yes. Just, just people who just like take no agency and then somehow emerge on the other I side and like, oh, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah he's, sort of, he's, sort of, he's sort of robot Forrest Gump. Yeah. I liked how it all came full circle and it ended with Bernard on the beach. It did seem kind of poetic, a bit cheesy with the dialogue with Ford, but... You know, we've talked in the past about how it's annoying that this show continues the multiple timelines, but I do think it's cleverly done. And as taxing as it is to be able to follow it, it does feel good when it all kind of adds up. So can you explain to me, like, how does – because I think I had a reading of the beach scene. How did you read the beach scene? Did you think it was a scene from the past or – I think that's that. You know, when we start the season and Bernard gets washed up. Yes. Um, I think that's where that scene was. And so, at the time he was washed up, he'd already done all of that. He'd 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 shot Dolores. Um, realized that this was a bad idea because um, Elsie was going to get killed. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. Hold on. But yeah. doesn't this B scene happen after Charlotte Hale kills? Him? No. 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 This is, this is just. So when he wakes up in the beach and he gets taken in to find Charlotte, oh, yeah. all that happens yeah, so is he, that he yeah, gets yeah. outed as a robot yeah, right. and then they take him. So, yeah, so when he yeah. Yeah. so when he wakes up in the beach, he's already created the false Dolores. He's wiped his own memory so that he can't quite remember what he's done. And um, before um, before he collapses on the beach, he has that final conversation with Ford going, this is what I've done. I know you're not really there. I know I'm just talking to something. I've conjured up. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to wipe my memory now so that when they find me, I can fake this. Um, and, then he, and then he collapses on the beach and then they find him. Mm. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, I didn't realise that. Actually. Yeah. I actually thought that, so yeah, th- that's interesting because I so now that you've ex, you've talked about it, I can understand that that's exactly what they were going for. Mm. I, I, so for whatever reason, when I first saw that scene, I thought that it was, um, it was like Bernard in the afterlife. No, so did mm. I, because because I thought that because the scene where he speaks to Ford happens right after yes. Charlotte Hale aims the gun at him. Yeah. And so I thought it was him in the afterlife yeah. and that it was like meant to show that like there's robot heaven, but even if he, he dies, there's robot purgatory. Yeah. Well, like but he's, he's because he's actually a conscious soul, right? It's so the same that thing that there's glasses getting washed away. It's exactly yeah. the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, your, your explanation yeah, no, makes right. sense. Yeah. Right? Like I, I actually, no, but I, I, I had the same reading. Yeah, yeah. That would have sucked, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, well, I thought that it was, that, I was even more stupid. Well, because I, I thought that the way that scene was meant to be read was that, like, regardless of whether you're a human or a robot, there's like a sort of afterlife sort of thing, right? And like, Ford was basically saying, "I'm about to go now to the afterlife, and okay. I'll see you there, buddy." <laughs> so, okay, that was that was. That I actually was really liked this episode. Yeah. yeah, I was upset about what they did to May, but I've been upset about that the whole season. I've never really been happy with her. I'm going to find my daughter's storyline, which is weird because, you know, like I'm a mum. That should relate to me. And n- normally mother-daughter storylines or mother-child storylines, you know, strike me, strike a really big chord with me. But this one just never really has. And it's not because I don't think her daughter is her real daughter. I don't believe that at all. I think she's very much her real daughter and that Maeve was always a real mother. I just, I don't know, just wasn't into that storyline for her. I actually think that part of the weakness of that storyline is that you actually, like, why why is Dolores and Teddy a strong relationship? Because you actually see multiple scenes with them mm. in previous seasons and in this season of them interacting, right? Mm. You don't actually really see Maeve interact. You only yeah. see those flashback scenes. It's not there for and us. It's the same, yeah. and it's the same. Yeah. One flash. Yeah. Yeah. We have to take her, her word for it yeah. that, it, that it's important to yeah. her. We haven't seen it build. Yeah, yeah. it feels like tokenistic, right? Yeah. It's like it does. Yeah, it does. a montage rather than a like a satisfying. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think we've talked a lot about this episode. So why don't we talk quickly talk about predictions for next season then, and then wrap it up. Yeah. Yes. Any thoughts, Gerald? That's hot. Yeah, I'm not good with with Westworld predictions. Yeah. Yeah, I'm better at sort of like thinking about the episode when it happens than trying to figure out what they're going to do next because there are so many possibilities for what they could do. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, because the, the the writers made a very very deliberate decision not to show us what was beyond the gate. Yeah, the uh, world. The Miles house. Yeah. So. Um, so futuristic world will be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously the implication I think is that it's a world that's slightly different from the world that we saw in episodes two or three. Yeah. Because it's been thirty years. Mm. Well, I, I actually think that they'll definitely come back to Westfall. I don't think it's the end of May, no, it's, for sure, it's, right? I think the gang is going to... The gang's back, yeah. It's going to yeah. come back, right? Yeah. Except Sizemore is dead for good. Does that, does that mean that Westworld, the park, is the island? Oh, is that a lost <laughs> You haven't made a Game of Thrones quick. It's not, it's not too late. <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> it's like the only episode. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely think that Maeve and her gang are going to be back. So yeah. I think, yeah, but as to what they're going to be doing. Um, who knows? Who knows? Wow. Well, that was a fun ride, guys. That was 10 episodes of Westworld. We undertook that we were going to podcast about this every week, and we actually did it. Yay! Like, I'm really proud of us. <laughs> I hope there are people out there listening, but we've had fun doing yeah. these 10 episodes of Westworld. And, and we'll be back with something else as soon as we figure out, figure out what that is. Yeah, absolutely. I thoroughly enjoyed whispering into the void. <laughs> well, look, I listen to us. So. We have four listeners. Exactly. <laughs> okay, guys, on that note, um, thank you very much for listening. And... Um, Hopefully, we'll be back soon. All right, bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. Did that record just? <laughs> <laughs>